This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. That chip shortage may be more serious than we first thought. Bloomberg reports that Volkswagen lost 50,000 cars in production in China in December. And that's before the shortage really got going. VW was affected by chips that go into its electronic stability control and anti-lock braking systems. One of our sources in the supplier industry tells AutoLine that General Motors is advising its suppliers the shortage will not be solved until the end of the first quarter at the earliest. When Ford announced it will no longer build vehicles in Brazil, Mexico saw an opportunity. Reuters reports that the Mexican government wants Ford to relocate some of that production to Mexico. It said the Mexican government will offer Ford tax breaks and other incentives. Ford currently makes the Mustang Mach-E and Bronco Sport in Mexico and already plans to export them to Brazil. It will also make a small pickup truck, the Maverick, in Mexico and will probably export that to Brazil as well. President Trump issued more than 140 pardons and commutations in his last day in the office. We were surprised to see that includes Anthony Lewandowski, who was convicted of stealing intellectual property from Google about its autonomous vehicles. He took that stolen material to Uber until Uber fired him. Lewandowski was sentenced in August to 18 months in prison after pleading guilty in March. The White House says that Lewandowski, quote, paid a significant price for his actions and plans to devote his talents to advance the public good. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Audi developed a virtual 3D world for its employees in order to communicate during the pandemic. Called Audi Spaces, workers can participate in meetings or provide training in real time in virtual spaces via their own avatar. The avatars are able to make gestures, interact, and talk to one another. It's available now to all of Audi's employees worldwide, and more than 4,000 have already used it, an average about 200 meetings per month. Those who have participated say the virtual world is more relaxed and less tiring than using video conferences like Zoom or Skype. EV startup Rivian has a busy year scheduled. Not only is it launching its R1T and R1S, but also those delivery vans for Amazon. And in order to stay focused on those launches while scaling up for the future, Rivian just closed another investment round. It raised $2.65 billion, which was led by funds and accounts that are advised by T. Rowe Price, 
So far, Rivian's been able to secure investments pretty easily. It's raised $8 billion since the start of 2019. GM and its self-driving subsidiary Cruise are teaming up with Microsoft to use Azure, which is Microsoft's cloud computing platform. GM and Microsoft are also collaborating on data storage, AI, and machine learning. And Wall Street sure loved the news. GM stock jumped 9.7% yesterday. CarMax also had a good day. It was up 9.5%. Lazy Day, a retailer of RVs, was up 6%, and American Axle was up 4%. But the rest of the automotive sector had a lackluster performance. It was up only 0.3%. And speaking of cruise, it's also sending self-driving cars to Japan that Honda will use for future mobility services. Somewhat interesting, the initial vehicles being sent this year are modified Chevy Bolts, which will help with testing and development. But when Honda launches its services, it will use Cruise's purpose-built mobility vehicle, the Origin. This Valentine's Day, February 14th, is going to be filled with more than just flowers and love notes. Chevrolet announced it's going to unveil the new Bolt EV and EUV with the help of Disney World. Both of those vehicles will be available this summer. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, solutions for your journey, and by Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Take away its front motor and the associated electronics, and it's amazing how much less a Porsche Taycan costs. The sports car maker is launching a new entry-level, rear-drive-only version of the EV, which will just be called Taycan, that has a starting price of $81,250 in the U.S., including destination charges, but before any federal tax rebates. For comparison, a Taycan 4S starts at $105,000. The rear motor is the same as in other models, and so are the two battery sizes, 79.2 kilowatt hours and 93.4, but with less mass, 200 pounds to be exact, range is up. The WLTP test figures come in at 431 kilometers and 484 kilometers, which is 24 and 21 kilometers more than the dual motor setup. The EPA has not rated the new model yet, but we expect its 192 and 201 mile range to jump by about 15 miles. But with one less motor, it's obviously not as fast. It will do 0 to 60 in 5.1 seconds, down from 3.8 in the Taycan 4S. The only other thing that really sets the rear-drive Taycan apart is that the wheels, brake calipers, front apron, side skirts, and rear diffuser are painted black. The new Taycan is on sale right now. And speaking of new entry-level EVs, Mercedes introduced the EQA. Based on the same platform and built in the same plant as the gas and diesel-powered versions of the GLA, the EQA will first go on sale in Europe. In Germany, prices start at a little over €47,500 or more than $57,500. The EV is equipped with a 140-kilowatt electric motor that drives the front wheels and a 66.5-kilowatt-hour battery pack which is said to return 486 kilometers of range on the NEDC test. 
Mercedes is considering bringing the EQA to the U.S. We expect it will to get more volume. And when it does, we expect the EPA range to be around 210 miles. Mercedes says it will launch other models with all-wheel drive with outputs of 200 kilowatts or more and models that have more than 500 kilometers of WLTP range. Looks like the new Land Rover Defender is hitting showrooms just in the nick of time. Last year, Land Rover sales were down 16% in the U.S. market due to the pandemic. And last month, every single Land Rover model saw its sales plummet, except for the Defender, which is now the best-selling model in its lineup. Part of the reason for that may be the price. The Defender starts at just over $47,000, but you can easily option it up with things like a snorkel tube, safari roof rack, and external gear carrier. Keep checking the boxes, and you can push the price to $84,000. We recently had one in the Autoline garage, and we were impressed how it blends pampering luxury with serious off-road capabilities. But our colleagues at the Fastlane car ran into some serious quality problems with it. So, if the Defender is on your shopping list, you may want to wait until Land Rover gets these issues resolved. Gentex is an interesting supplier company. First, it cornered the market on rearview mirrors, and today it's turning into a tech company that's getting into a lot of different areas. And on Autoline After Hours tomorrow, we're going to have Neil Bohm, the Chief Technology Officer of Gentex, as our guest. So join John and Gary as they peel back the layers of how this industry works. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for watching.